welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Ryan Griffin... And Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bassett. No AJ Riley for the foreseeable future. That man's got more important things to do than hang out with the likes of us. <clears throat> Gentlemen, it's bitch fest time because this weekend, for the first time since 1987, the Indiana Hoosiers defeated the Michigan Wolverines on the football field. And for the first time since 2012, the Iowa Hawkeyes took down our Michigan State Spartans, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I said one thing about this team moving forward one thing i said about this team moving forward you can't let michigan be the only game you get up for otherwise you are absolutely falling into little brother category that was the one thing i said that michigan state cannot do and they go out and give me a giant middle finger against iowa and look (laughs) like absolute dog shit from whistle to whistle yeah i mean we and we were uh, that's something that we agreed on wholeheartedly was you know you beat Michigan great now show me what else you can do I don't expect you to win the Big Ten but I expect you to show some of the promise that you know we saw against Michigan in the other games and you know so far they're uh, they're zero and one not only in the record department <laughs> but in the in the effort department in the execution department since Michigan and it was it was a bad game all around. You know, we took back our apologies to Rocky Lombardi that we had made <laughs> going into the game. Snatching that shit back. It's like the oh. that gif. I know it's from a TV show or something. Where was it? Hustle and Flow or whatever movie T.I. is in where he just takes the chain off the lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it is Hustle and Flow. But, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a bad game. <laughs> like, it was, it was so bad. All around. I I have to take great umbrage with everything you guys are saying for all the reasons. I discussed this last week, man. I told you guys. I was very, very specific. This, it's, it's not little brother, and you cannot get mad at your team. You should celebrate this win because. We didn't win. You no, you know no, what I'm no, no, no. That week's over. Win. That happened. Listen, we celebrated listen, that win. So here's oh, we the said, thing: we got a whole podcast yeah, for the celebration. Yeah, we celebrated this that win. Not, this was on the Iowa. This is not groundbreaking news, okay? You suck. We know this. Your football team is very bad, okay? All right, so are and you. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimate. That's fine. Yes, I'm getting there. And I, trust me, I'm not holding anything back on my team. I will get there. That's kind of my point. You are a very bad football team, and. There was a legitimate possibility, and that was very much proven this week in week one, a very real possibility that you could have went 0-9 this season, which is terrible. Paul, you don't want Paul, that. It's Iowa was 0-2. I don't care that we lost to Iowa. We lost 49-7. Iowa is still much better than you. 49-7. Okay, hold on. Well, I mean, hold on. Obviously. Iowa is still much better than you. <laughs> you no guys had a real chance to go 0-9. You were very fortunate that Michigan is also terrible. Michigan, bad football team right now. Very, very bad football team right now. Not just right now. And you were able able to get up for them and beat another very bad football team like you should have week one. So I was very bad too. Celebrate that. 
It's not little brother that you beat what right now is a very bad Michigan team and then turned around and got smacked because, spoiler well, okay. alert, you're a very bad football team. So when, when Matt was talking about little brother, and I know he said this last week, was only celebrating the one win if you go one and eight, which I agree. Nobody's still nobody's mad about the Michigan win now. Not They're just like, oh, your... you sucked against Iowa. The thing we did learn though is uh, Peyton Thorne is QB two. I I think you're looking at this in such a negative light. So if you go one and eight, in your worst season, in your worst season, when you are so terrible, you still manage to beat Michigan. But we can't just focus on Michigan. That's what I'm saying. It can't it's, just it's not. be Michigan. So this year, listen, you and I said the same thing on podcast last week. If for. you were a good football team, if you had high aspirations at the beginning of the season, this conversation no, would be entirely different. I would agree with you. With I would say. I would say. That was I would say. Two coming into the game against you. It's not like Iowa was world beaters coming nothing, into this game. Stop. 0-2 means nothing in this season, in this, A, small sample size, but in this season. This is not a normal season. We did not have non-conference players. 49-7 is not acceptable. 35-nothing well, in like halftime is you not acceptable. You are acting Iowa. like Iowa's Rutgers. Iowa's you are acting like mode. Iowa's Ruckers. Iowa, Iowa's not. They're right, they, were, they were worse than Ruckers. Yeah, record oh, they're, out here, they're out here returning punts and Listen, defensive touchdowns. You, you, you should not. I, I agree that how pathetic the game was is disconcerting, Okay. I agree with that. You have the right to be upset about it, but it's not little brother. You came off your highest of highs it, and showed your true colors. It's so he's and not saying fine. it's a little brother to be upset just about the game. He's saying getting up only for Michigan is little brother. Right, for the rest of the season. Like if but you I go 1 and 8 and you're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. We beat Michigan." Like who cares? You're 1 and 8. Well, it's not that it doesn't matter. It matters that you go 1 and 8, but in a season that you're that bad for you to take out that's, Michigan. That's what he's it's saying plus, though. man. Because we still but have the, so you know, all other games to play, except for Maryland, which you know, will probably be canceled. Which is which is lucky for um, us, because Talia Tungvaloa was going to throw for scared. 500 yards against us. Well, Tua backed out, and then he took his uh, he took his cues from him. Got COVID on purpose. This is a this is a crazy season so far, and I still don't know what to make of half the Big Ten. I do know we had this discussion last week, right? And I said I have no idea what to expect out of Michigan next week, and I don't know what they are. I know what they are now. They're bad. They're very bad right now. They're so bad. We're not a good football team for so many reasons. Like you guys Why talk is about the like how it's bad though, Paul. Do you want – is that a real That's question? That's a real question. A no, that is a real question because Don right. Brown is a good defensive coordinator. We know this. And outside of your games against Ohio State, you have looked very good defensively since he's joined in 2016. So I, I want to say two very important things to me before I start <laughs> You're going to say it to yourself? Um, <laughs> he's going to pray. Oh, no, I'm sorry to you. Jesus. To me. Sorry, two, th- two important Calm things yourself. to you. Sorry. Uh, I appreciate, I appreciate One, two, the kind three, words. Four, five. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words on Don Brown because I 1,000% agree with you, but that is not the take of 98% of Michigan fans and and probably a lot of other random people that don't matter either. But most people are very much over Don Brown, which is sad because the man is brilliant. And I talked about how he runs more zone than people think and how he's always ran zone. He even ran cover three at Boston College like a lot, um, and he's done it at Michigan too. He mixes in everything, and he does he, – he makes adjustments all the time, even if they don't work on the field, which 
obviously against OSU, and this year they haven't worked on the field, but there's only so much you can do. At the end of the day, your players got to make plays. And we th- I think we talked about the perfect storm on podcast, right? Or I certainly talked a lot with AJ about it after the Michigan State game. There's so many reasons that were bad on defense. Like, so our defensive line has not been getting pressure. And that's like the first thing that people harp on is they're like, you know, the secondary's played bad, but the defensive line's got to get pressure and make their job easier. But I can't blame the defensive line too much because we're being attacked lightning quick. It's like Peyton Manning is back there and we're just shotgun one step back and just ripping the ball to anybody. It doesn't matter. So your defensive line needs time to get pressure. We're a little soft in the middle, but that's not the reason we've been losing these games. Uh, losing our best defensive end didn't help, obviously, against Indiana. Also not why we lost the game. Secondary is struggling beyond belief. And that's another... You talked about Mike or Don Brown sorry, being a good coach and why is the defense struggling. Zordich is a phenomenal cornerback coach. And he always has been. And he's always... He's made... Whether he's had good talent and made it great or he's had nobodies and made them good, he's always gotten the most out of his corners. So... And everyone's like, oh, it's got to be coaching. It's got to be coaching. The talent's there, whatever. It's not always coaching. Gray, Vincent Gray, has been bad this year. And he wasn't nearly as bad against Indiana as he was against MSU, even though people still want to hate on him. And he got beat on a couple plays and had one super, super bad play. But he actually wasn't that bad. And his play improved. Last year, we saw that he was serviceable. And he made some really good plays last year. And he covered some really good receivers last year. His technique has completely betrayed him. He is not trusting his technique. And when you lose confidence, especially as a corner, and corner is the hardest position to play in football, especially from an athletic It's so hard to play because you have to do so many things. So the wide receiver always has the advantage because he knows where he's running. You don't know where he's going. So you have to read him. You have to read the quarterback. You have to dissect the play. You... If, if it's a run play, you have to make sure that you're not getting completely washed out on the play so that you can step up and run support. But while you're looking for that, you have to make sure you don't get beat in coverage. There's so many things going through a corner's head, no matter what coverage he's playing or who he's lined up against. And then when you start struggling and your technique starts betraying you, and people have said Michigan corners have always been grabby. Well, A, that's the game. But anyone that's ever played corner will know, or anyone that's ever coach defense or been around defensive coaches will know you are taught to grab and to tug and to bump there's just ways to do it and ways not to do it you grab around the hip right you give little subtle bumps here and there you don't grab their arm and tug on it while they're running down the field no coach is ever telling you to do that right like that's never ever in the lexicon like Zordich isn't sitting there like if this man starts to get a foot ahead of you just grab his arm and yank him to the ground that's not happening. Well, it's only well, a 15 yard yeah, penalty. Actually, in sometimes it is that, that they're telling you that because you'd rather just get the 15 hey, yards bro. than give up a wide <laughs> open touchdown. The point is if not you, to get, if you get that good in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but if you feel yourself getting cooked, is, grab that. <laughs> he has completely they might betrayed not it, his so technique. Hey. And he has absolutely lost confidence. And corner is so hard to play already. And when you start to lose that confidence, you don't have a chance. You're committing the dumb penalties. The game's getting called tight, and you're done. 
at that point. And it's not just yeah, him. I'm glad you brought but, up dumb penalties because how do you get drawn offsides five times oh against Indiana? God. Two of them they don't even take because they're for touchdowns. So it was a free play for them. They're like, yeah, we don't need to worry about that penalty. But five times your D-line gets called offsides on hard counts. Michigan is playing, especially on defense, Michigan is playing I thought you were about to tight. say special ed. <laughs> they are <laughs> – they are so <laughs> tightly wound right now, and they are trying so hard to just make plays and overcompensate that everything fundamentally is breaking down for them. And that's what it is. That's if you, Across the board with the defense, it is the fundamentals, the stuff that you should have down after junior high. Those are the things that are betraying them the most, the simple nuances of the game are the things that are completely getting away from them. And you see them come out in the second half. They did not have a single offsides. And I cannot, you can imagine the things that coaches were saying in the locker room at halftime, especially about those dumb. I mean, it was unbelievable. The extending drives, giving them free plays. Like you just, it's absurd. I've never, I cannot recall, not even, there was a game I was at at Ford Field we were hosting the Chicago Bears, and it might have been 2014. I don't remember. We had we were pretty solid, and our defense was pretty good. And Ford Field gets really, really loud. And we drew the Bears offsides like four times. That, or not offsides. We caused like four false starts that, that game. That was the Monday night game. It might have been the Monday night game. I'm a little were fuzzy. Ja- were Javid best ran crazy? Mm. No, it was more recent than that. What? It was it was uh-huh. more recent than that. Different game. It was more recent huh. than that. I I wasn't I. By the way, are you about to compare how undisciplined your Michigan Wolverines are to the Detroit Lions? The Chicago. Or the Chicago. Well, no, no, it was no, to no, the no, Chicago no, Bears. No, so it's not much better. <laughs> that game was an atrocity, and I left that game like, wow, this was really loud. But I can't believe how jumpy they were and how just purely undisciplined they were and how many times they fell for the same crap, right? Like it was crazy. And I never thought I would see that again in football. What I saw Saturday from Michigan with the offside stuff is bar none by far worse than anything I've ever seen. Like comparable. Like I've never, ever, ever seen a team so consistently. And sometimes there were times it was multiple guys like more than well, like this dumb motherfucker claps his hands and we got two and a half <laughs> linemen in the backfield like dude did no one notice the ball didn't move it's yeah. so infu- your job it's, like it's they, so they simple your coach one thing dude you're looking literally at the ball mm-hmm. you don't move until the goddamn ball moves it happens once bro come on it happens twice bro your eyes better be glued to that fucking ball it cannot happen five times and this is what frustrates me too so obviously it's a discipline issue right but the first thing is immediately because people are frustrated and it's always they always take the fall back they're like oh coaches suck their team's undisciplined yeah because the coach isn't screaming at them every time they come off the field watch the fucking ball yeah, I mean, yeah, the coach doesn't know the concept of the goddamn. Play. Like, there's no listen. You can tell them a million times. Fuck you. I'm just saying they used to be allowed to. They are pressing the entire defense, the team to an extent, but especially the defense. They're pressing. They're pressing. They're pressing. They're pressing. They're so tightly wound, and they're not playing their game. They're not playing 
loose. They're not playing football. They're not trusting their instincts or their talent. And there are some deficiencies. Ambry Thomas left us in a big hole when he opted out of the season. And we don't have depth at corner. We don't have high-end talent. I mean, right now we're starting primarily lower-heralded guys. And the high talent that we do have is very, very young. So there's going to be growing pains. And there's no real leader. Your leader of the cornerback room is Vincent Gray. And that tells you kind of all you need to know about our cornerback room right now. It's going to take time. But you combine that with the fact that they're playing so tightly wound and they can't just play football and do their thing. It's a recipe for just what you've seen. I mean, I don't even have to tell you what it's a recipe for. You've seen it on TV every Saturday except against Minnesota because they're bad. They're worse than we are, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, they're bad. Everybody's bad in the Big Ten except for one team. Well, and it's just so up and down. Although I I, I can't go podcast without mentioning this. And a lot of it is based in pure loathing and hate, but also very much reality. All of the shit that Michigan has got this season, all of the press coverage, not just locally, but nationally. I mean, the national pouring on Michigan, which is not uncommon. Michigan is no, it's Michigan. obviously very, very hated. They're kind of like, with less success, I would like to be clear before I get poo-pooed on, but they're kind of the Yankees of the sport where everyone just kind of hates them unless you're a fan of them. Everyone loves a dump on Michigan, but Michigan's sitting here. They had a big win week one, a disaster against MSU, and then they got beat by a better football team last week. And it sucks, but they're a young team. They have issues. Their expectations were there this year, but nothing crazy. I mean, they were ranked, what, 20th to start the season? Uh, They weren't expected to compete for the Big Ten or the playoff. They were expected to just kind of be there and kind of be solid in a rebuilding year, which is whatever. They've been worse than expected, and that's fine. Poo-poo on them because you hate Harbaugh and you hate Michigan. Penn State came into the season (laughs) ranked, I believe, number eight, maybe higher. They were projected to be ranked even higher before the Big Ten started late as hell. They have a veteran team with a veteran quarterback. They were expected to contend for the Big Ten and a playoff spot. Yeah, that ain't happening. They have not won a game this season, and they just got embarrassed by Maryland. How is the world not lighting James Franklin on fire and sending him out the door, but the sky is falling in Ann Arbor? Because you only got, well, so, one, it might be that Franklin has had more success at Penn State than Michigan has. How? Number, He's lost to Michigan Hasn't three he won times. the Big Ten? Won the Big Ten in a year. We beat them by 40 fucking points. They, they won the Big Ten. You haven't. Like, I mean, you're <laughs> asking for reasons. That's, that's a valid one. I mean, they literally, uh, they literally but, had a tiebreaker. We, it's not, and, and they still won the nonsense. big. Ten. Like, I don't know what to tell you. They, they won, won the, the Big, big ten. ten after getting beat by us by forty points and getting a lucky block punt for a touchdown against OSU. Congratulations. That's, that's, that's fine. They still won the Big Ten, but, they, like, but I, and they also beat OSU. It's and they were the third best team in the Big Ten that year. That's that's fine, and they won it. So. It's empty. And that doesn't does, excuse does, you does coming Jim in Harbaugh as a contender it, 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 in being 0-3. It doesn't. I don't, you know what I don't Jim like, Harbaugh's no, never I don't like done? Franklin. He's never it's... been fucking embarrassed by Maryland. No, wait, hang on. You're arguing with Ryan. who's at, You asked for why is it not as hot on his, you know, 
on his seat is, is on Harbaugh. I'm arguing with these the world. The I'm angry. I understand. James Franklin but these are the is reasons. He has a fraud. win against OSU. You don't. He's won a Big Ten title. You haven't. That is why the seat is hotter for Harbaugh. So he just gets a free to... pass to be completely garbage with a more talented, no, better and team? No, I don't, I don't think there's a free pass, but there's also only so much ire you can go around, right? Like the ESPN shows, a lot of them are only an hour, 30 minutes. <laughs> we so ain't got they're time not gonna... to bitch about everybody. Right. Right, so they're gonna brand. they're gonna take Harbaugh first. <laughs> they should um, be Harbaugh yeah, b- bigger NFL. coach, b- bigger brand, of garbage. Um, and then two, at least just from what I saw on on Twitter, and I don't know how true it is, but I don't know why someone would lie about this. Uh, according to like the Penn State message boards, which again I haven't been on, so this is information that I saw on the internet. It was uh, people starting to go at I think their defensive coordinator first, which is kind of how it happened with Harbaugh. People here have been more critical of him than nationally just because it's obviously more local. Um, but, I mean, even three years ago, you didn't hear nationally that Michigan should fire Harbaugh. It was, no, once they got bombasted by Ohio State the first time, it was, oh, I don't think Don, I don't think Don Brown's the guy, right? And it seems like that's kind of might be what happened at Penn State. Just reading what, what I saw – uh, uh, on Twitter, anyway, is how people are feeling um, in Happy Valley, how fans are feeling, not that they had any connection to the program, but just how fans were feeling, where it's going to start with the defensive coordinator, and then if it continues, it'll it'll leak up. Because, I mean, you've heard that, you heard that about, you know, Don Brown before you heard that about Harbaugh, uh, is we should get this guy out of here. And then, you know, it still doesn't work Don Brown's still there so then it just kind of leaks leaks all the way up and it's like all right now we need to throw Jim all the way out and I mean the Penn State has another year like next year that's terrible uh I, th- I think you're going to be leading shows with you know we got to get Pence we got to get Franklin the, the hell out of Penn State it just hasn't happened yet people can only be mad at, at one person and right now we should be you. mad at him he deserves it he's the he's been the biggest fraud for so many years pile of garbage human and that's that's how lots of people feel about hardball too which is nonsense no context no nuance nothing absolute nonsense who by the way has smacked the shit out of franklin three times since he's been that, that's fine i think also part <laughs> like, of it is you know where penn state came from this is this was still a program reeling from all the sandusky stuff i know bill o'brien came in for a hot minute before going on and ruining the houston texans but <laughs> but he had a, only a hot minute there in Happy Valley, and then James Franklin came in, and all of a sudden, Penn State was winning football games, and people were having fun, and there was this fun, energetic head coach that was a little bit more likable than Harbaugh is. Harbaugh's Likable in what way? With a yeah, snake had, oil dripping off his nah, bro, chin? Had, nah, you had Keegan-Michael Key coming in there and posing as Franklin in front <laughs> of the team. That was hilarious. Penn State is the worst. Only uh, only team worse than Penn State is Ohio State. There's the only one. And at least Michael Ohio State here wins. Too. That's another recruit Penn State took from us. Garbage. No, I wouldn't worry about their recruiting. He's falling off a cliff just like ours is. As long as they can throw Bud in our way, I don't care. <laughs> Decommit, baby. Come join Ray Sean. Uh, look at Budden's looking at both teams and being like... What is it? The, 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 the King options. Twins, too? We'll take them. If you look at it's a, you look at Budden's final three, if you will, even though it didn't really go down like that. But you look at his final three, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. 
How bad does that feel right now? Uh, bro, he's out there calling any of the SEC schools that are in the phone. He's like, hey, hey, Vanderbilt. Like, he's calling Kentucky. Like, he's calling Lane Kiffin up like, uh, you guys need a linebacker? Oh, my God. What a disappointment. Hey, Coach Kiffin, you got room? <laughs> I mean, you pay me I, how much? That's see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of slipped a little bit. I said, "What a disappointment this year has been." But again, thinking about it, like I can't earnestly say that about Michigan State. I I mean, I guess not because like one and two is probably where you thought they were going to be some way. Right. And if you, you were going to win right. one of those, one of the three, which game would you pick? And again, even uh, the most optimistic fans. Like me, or you know, four and four was the was what anybody had capped them out at. With a lot of people having them two and six, one and seven, three and five. Right, but again, uh, but again, but it's, it's exactly what so I said last week. There's only week. so right. They weren't competitive. So there's only so much That's room for disappointment. I mean, you, it just never feels good to get blown out like that by a team who's still not good. Why are you like, running the ball was 32 better. times when you can't get two yards a run? Why are <laughs> oh. you running the ball? I don't care that Rocky Lombardi can't throw. All right? I don't. It be, because we can't I run the ball. And at least with Michigan. a throw, there's a chance of a penalty. <laughs> there's a chance you're going to get a holding call or a pass interference and actually hold move on, the ball. The chances Matt, of that happening Matt. on a run are non-existent. Like, it's always Matt, a hold Matt. against the offense. It's very other, important. You do need to know you're not playing Michigan every week. I would say the other frustrating part about it is the few times they went deep, it worked. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, like, they had hey. two bombs that actually <laughs> like, worked out. But I mean, from seven turnovers in the nine with you know on downs to none, clean game against Michigan. Really, everything was clean. To another undisciplined, just horrible game rocky lombardi with three picks you couldn't run the ball you couldn't do things defensively you just looked out of sorts and beaten in every way shape and form and that's my problem paul i didn't have expectations for this team you know that i said two and six if we're lucky this was not a good team coming in the win against michigan gave me some hope that if we can play disciplined football that's all just disciplined football you should be able to at least semi stay in the games and not be down 35 nothing at halftime to a winless football team i just listen i agree with everything you said except the way you say winless they scored 21 points all, all total against northwestern the week before northwestern we have learned is probably a good football team this year we will no, find they scored, out. They scored 19, didn't they? No, they scored 20, I think. We, it was either 21-20 or 22-21. We have learned Northwestern is probably good. It's 21-20, I'm sure. They scored 20 in the, first, in the first two games. They scored 20 points I, in each I game. I do this a lot. And I then was against a year, us, they scored 35 in the first half. <laughs> I was a year early on Northwestern. And it was a bad was year funny. to be a year early on Northwestern. But they had a lot of issues last year. But they have a very good coach there. <laughs> Can you imagine that stadium full when they have a good team? <laughs> oh, it'll be full. It just is only going to be like 40% There's... Northwestern fans. No, but I know. But even at full, what's capacity? Like 10,000? <laughs> it was very high school Texas school. high school stadium-ish. I was, the good thing about that stadium, there's there's no bad seat in the house. There is no seat in that stadium where you are so far from no, the field. No, because it's, it's all one section. Well, so, see, I on. disagree with that. For me, watching football in good seats, it's all about angles more than distance. Like, I would rather sit second level on the 50 than lower level. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Because like, at the end zone, you're only getting half the game. 
it's, completely, I, I completely it's more, agree. more about angles, but, but I get what you're saying. The yeah, way it's there's set nowhere up that the, the players look like ants. You're not far from the action. No, it's like not. That. Like it's, it's, it's pretty good all the way around. And it was fun. It was a fun trip. I, I honestly, it makes me sad that their fanship will never match the product on the field when it's good. And it's not that they're bad fans. They're just not really there for football. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Like if they, if they have an eleven win season, or you know, they're tr- like trending towards it. I think, I think those fans will care. But until then, I mean, they're not going to do anything. Well, it's not going to happen this year because they're not going to play eleven games. <laughs> like imagine, or like remember how how hype Western fans were when they were you know twelve and zero or whatever. But Western like doesn't not... have the same problems that like Northwestern does. I mean, nobody has problems when you're winning eleven games. No, but like, like Northwestern is, you know, this north suburb of Chicago. It's not exactly like college town area, you know. So no, you still got enough students that care about football, though. Where if you're right. really good, no, yeah, yeah, they're so gonna be like, people, all right, let's go. But the, the, so the, many but the other people, are, you know, the ones that tailgate and everything, those teams. are that's half the fans right there, at least. Your student section is only so big, and actually, you know, the entire I, I, stadium like, there think, should be a student section because it's small enough to be. Uh, I think those people exist too. It's just, and not even necessarily that they're fair weather, but you don't want to go and watch your team get beat by, by Michigan by you know thirty five points or something. Like that's not going to excite you. But if you're again, if you're ten and zero or you're eleven and zero or something, well, that's what tailgating is for. You, that's why you get drunk or you project the game. to have a really good team. Did they even have a tailgating lot, area? Lot, I don't know. A lot of schools don't. Like Michigan State doesn't anymore. They did something weird with like the parking lot where you're not. Really? I, I guess it's not like what it used to be. You can still tailgate, but it wasn't. A, it's not as easy or as fun as it was even five or six years ago. See, I don't know if you guys have you have either of you ever been to a Michigan Stadium? Yeah, I was there in 2010 when we whooped the shit out of you, 34-17. Oh, hey. congratulations! Enjoyed the hell. So, out of it. our tailgating setup is great. You got the high school kitty cornered. You got the golf course, like it is set up great for tailgating, and it's and there's a lot of other places too. But I'm privy the to golf the high course. School. You bougie motherfucking um, college. No, I I like the high school actually. The high school is like my favorite area to tailgate at, um, and it's it's just set Best up. Best thing nice. about high school, girl. <laughs> oh no! Stop! Stop! Not a too far, too soon, too far. <laughs> What if my wife listened to this? She's got, she's she's like, got class in the morning. She shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> no, it's it's from home. It's all virtual. <laughs> she can just listen oh, tomorrow. Oh, God. Uh, she's not even that young. It's not. All right. I don't even know, man. We, we were talking about tailgating. That's how bad our teams are right now. Well, it's so, so let's, let's look forward, quote unquote, to this weekend where... Big I'm question mark. No. no, no. We, I don't we, want we, to do oh, that no, we, at all. We, we got to a little bit because there's a giant question no. mark with your game, Paul. I mean, you're getting. No, there's a, not. Yes, there is. We don't no, know. There's not. We don't know what you Wisconsin's going to be. Are, are they rusted or rested? We have no They're, idea. It doesn't matter. It might matter. You all might bring it this Saturday. It, listen, they did not forget how to run. Hey, you might only be only beat ranked teams like us. I mean, that's the thing, I, though. If they don't know how to pass, you, you guys have a real shot because your secondary is not going to get exposed again. Oh, my. They are really good at passing. They, they were a quarterback. before COVID. 
Oh, he did not forget how to throw a football. His lungs might well, not be working that strength. Way. Do you right. think he was not throwing a football the entire time? It's not like he just sat in his dorm. I don't know how bad his case of COVID has been. His lungs might not work real well. <laughs> he was he yeah, was he fine. Oh my goodness. He he is fine. They're fine. Oxygen. This is what I if we pull off a miracle, which I would like to say right now would be a miracle and also is not happening. But it makes me so upset that if we do somehow do it, that will be the entire narrative. Oh, they were rusty and sick and they're not the same. And it's going to piss me off so much because I mean, it'll be true. It's going to take uh, the-, the only fucking joy I've had in a month for no reason. Because it would be uh, why would wait, wait, why why would you even listen to the people? Why would you listen to them talk? Who cares? Enjoy your team winning a football game. Because they're everywhere. Like it just doesn't stop. Only if you, you can't go online. It's like I try uh, to scroll uh, past. It just makes me mad. And like I don't obviously I don't expect Michigan to win. Not anymore. But I would before hope last not. week I did, and now I don't. But I think like outside of a team beating Ohio State, I don't know that there are any miracle wins in the Big Ten. I think we've kind of seen that so far where it's just like this super, super weird season it's, where it's you not. have teams getting blown out and then looking like they are world beaters the next two weeks. And it's like, well, what the hell happened? Like you're not, you didn't get tremendously better in two weeks. I, I, I think, think it, it really is like a, and it's so cliche, but I think it really is like a, any given Saturday in the Big Ten and you can almost just pick your results out of a hat. I think Except Ohio feels- State. I think right. it feels more like it because of how unexpected the teams are performing. But if you look at this point, at the undefeated teams and the teams that have looked good, the middling teams and the teams that have looked terrible, the numbers in consistency, they're not really any different than normal years. It's just not the right logo next to those numbers that we expected. And to me, that's what makes it feel... A lot weirder. Like, all right. But you still know Penn that those State's, teams have like over, like usually better players. Penn State, <laughs> like oh, Michigan and Penn State, still probably they but, have better players than. So take Maryland. take Penn State and Northwestern right now. If their records were flipped, this year would feel way more normal. It would feel not unexpected at all, right? Like for those two. But teams. they're not. Minnesota sucks too. <laughs> but. It's not. It's just different than we expected. But, like, if, if you look at, like, team performance across the board and you just look at records and scores of games and you take the names out of it and your expectation out of it, and it's not, there's nothing abnormal about it. It's just there not There is. I hear R- Rutgers out here winning games. Winning a game. That's and what I'm saying. being competitive in another. Li- right, and looking semi-respectable in the That's other two. That's my point. It's just not Covering the, the spread against Ohio State. <laughs> It's not the teams you expected. But, like, the Big Ten has, what, three undefeated teams, right? I think. No, four undefeated teams. Five undefeated teams. Shit, the Big Ten's got five undefeated teams. Wisconsin's played one game. You think Wisconsin would have lost had they gotten hurt? We don't know. Or not gotten Corona? No idea. We don't know. No idea. So, I mean, but we don't know. In two weeks, Wisconsin could lose to Michigan, and they could lose to whoever they play next. I I don't know the schedule. You don't even know. But then in two weeks, we're going to be talking about, yeah, you know, Wisconsin's just bad, and this is a normal year. Well, Well, Penn State's at 0-5, and and Michigan's at 2-3. and (laughs) Well, I wouldn't even say Wisconsin's necessarily bad if they lost their next two games. If they lose to Michigan this week, that means that Michigan obviously took – Huge steps forward and started to play closer. Yeah, that's to the what that's what it means. And then, no, that's absolutely what it would mean. Wisconsin, no, Wisconsin absolutely does. suck. No, no, absolutely not. We saw them not. play one game oh against Illinois. Oh my god, stop it! 
Listen, I'd, what if Michigan? Wisconsin's I, out here moving I up in the be rankings because clear. everyone else is losing. Michigan <laughs> is probably going to lose this game by twenty points. All right. If they win this game, and I'm, I'm not saying it makes them good, I'm not saying Michigan's all of a sudden a good football team, but the only possible way they win this game, I don't give a shit what Wisconsin does or how bad they look. The not only if way. Sucks. Only way Michigan wins this game is taking strides and shoring up a lot of the issues they've had the last two weeks. No other, no other outcome of their play leads to a win this week. No matter what Wisconsin does, period. Regardless, well, Wisconsin could turn the ball over seven times. We don't know. It's all part of the fun bag that the Big Ten has been. Next week, Wisconsin plays Northwestern, and again, a loss against Northwestern would not make Wisconsin a bad team. In most years, it would. This is who's, who does Northwestern play this week? Uh, Purdue. <laughs> Purdue, yes. I said it didn't sound very confident. <laughs> it was not. It was, I was, was not. I thought it was very not confident, but it was correct. And sometimes that's better than confidence. Because I've projected a lot of confidence about very incorrect things in my life, especially on this podcast. So, <laughs> so watch Northwestern that. and Wisconsin lose this week. And then uh, you're like, ah, oh, what the hell? Yeah, Purdue, see that plays, uh, Purdue plays Northwestern. So that's Purdue that beat Iowa, by the way. Because Iowa's a bad team, apparently, according to you. They are. They're they're one and two now. Listen, they looked not pretty a good, good last team. week. They looked pretty good last week. They did look real good last week. We looked like absolute crap. And now we got to take on an Indiana team that just whooped up on your team. Uh, yeah, Indiana's going to hurt you. Most likely. <laughs> I can't believe this spread. And we'll get to that more in picks. But did you see, you guys see the spread? I sent it to you. Does that make well, sense and to you? Yeah, it's, and it's come down since. Like, it started, it, it, what, 9 or something? Nine, it's just yeah. come down to, like, 7.5, I think. Does this make sense to anybody? And I get that this season is Wonka world, but, like. It, it doesn't. But, again, just like I said, none of the Big Ten season like, makes sense so to you, me. So, you lost Rutgers. So, you think, okay, you're probably a very bad football team. You beat Michigan who we have very much learned, also not a good football team. So good win for you, but not like this great win in the grand scheme of things. And then you get pounded by Iowa. So we very much know atrocious football team, one of the worst in the Big Ten, like bottom three in the Big Ten conference. Maybe they come out and win, and we only just win every other week. No. Or we only beat the ranked teams except Ohio State. (laughs) We have a bunch of bad losses, and then we beat Michigan, we beat – Northwestern would be Indiana. <laughs> be Indiana. I would like be okay. Three and, I mean, with three and five with three be a, top fifteen wins. That'd be a wins. good, great season. Like, I know this it. That's awesome. If we pull off this upset, it ain't with the running game because we can't run for a damn, even though we keep trying. You guys gave up on the run last week. Only rushed it what, like thirteen times, sixteen times, something like that. Yeah, our run game is a problem, and that's something. So those so ours. <laughs> ours is worse. Well. Maybe. And they stifled the shit out of you guys last so, week. <laughs> so this is where Michigan cannot get a pass. I don't care for youth for anything. And I understand this in almost entirely new offensive line, but cannot get a pass here. Michigan has a crazy amount of run game talent. Like they have the talent to have an elite, elite run game. And they looked like it in Minnesota. And then since then, obviously not so much. This is you asked what was wrong with the defense earlier, and a lot of things are wrong with the defense, but it's not coaching to me for the most part. I mean, it doesn't help that our safeties coach is MIA, but that's a topic for another time. Uh, 
for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's because. Well, actually, <laughs> he, can, he saw it coming. He was I like, can ah, tell you. I can tell you exactly why. It's because people from the beginning have been infatuated with Gaddis. People have been infatuated with the proposed ceiling of Joe Milton, and people refuse to ever admit what's right in front of them when it doesn't fit what they want to be true. The offense has been a far bigger problem than the defense this year. And it's not even close. Not even like a teensy bit close. Uh, First of all, modern college football, got to be able to score fucking 40 points a game if you want to win most weeks. Don't matter how good you are, don't matter who you're playing against, you've got to be able to score a shit ton of points. 17 points in 58 minutes against MSU. I don't give a shit how your defense plays. That game's on the offense, okay? Like, it's not okay. We have elite run game talent, and we haven't gotten great push by the offensive line outside of against Minnesota, and even the tight ends have struggled in the run game a bit. But we have the best stable of running backs I've ever seen in my lifetime in Michigan, and our offensive line is good enough. Doesn't Charbonnet have like 80 total yards on the year with one 70-yard run? Uh, I think like 140 yards, but he hasn't gotten what? No a way. ton of. It's at least 120. I think it's 140, uh, but yeah, he hasn't gotten so. he hasn't gotten a lot of touches. And yeah, maybe you were better. Though he is by far best running back, and I would well, argue that he's the best running back in the Big Ten. But again, well, story you'd be for super a different wrong. time. The biggest problem with our run game is Josh Gaddis, who cannot scheme a run game to save his life, and I think he is pretty good at calling a passing game. I think he his speed and space concepts, I think for the most part, actually work <laughs> as far as throwing the ball. We just haven't had a quarterback that could take the open receivers and hit them, especially underneath for God knows whatever reason. But he cannot call a run game at all. He is nonsensical the way he calls the run game. It was so bad. So last year was his first year calling games, and you knew there was going to be growth in some speed bumps. He was so bad a handful of games into the season that Harbaugh had to go in, sit down with him, sit down with Warner, and be like, we're not doing this in the run game anymore. We're going to introduce these concepts that have worked for us. Warner, who is a great mind in the run game and obviously coaches our offensive line, he is going to help you, and we are going to fix this. We are going to, we're going to get back some of our power stuff. We're going to go back to our pin and pull bread and butter. We're going to do different things because this isn't working. And Gaddis still sucks run game-wise. It's just terrible. Like, he cannot call for a running game for whatever reason. And his run game is either nonsense stuff to the outside that's predictable and gets blown up, or it's straight up the middle, halfback dives and nonsense. And with over-the-top motion, too many bodies, and we haven't executed. And you've seen the huge run against Minnesota Charbonnet win 70 yards for a touchdown. When 77 rushing yards on the year. Char- Har- or Charbonnet does. No, he does not. Yeah, it's not yeah he does. I just, I just sent it to you. Unbelievable. 77 wow. yards on 10 attempts and then the 170-yard run. We have two backs. That's with so over, funny. We have two backs with over 120 yards, so I don't even know. I guess Corum is the other one? Corum and Haskins? Yeah, maybe. Definitely Haskins. Whoa. He must so, be. So he has nine rushes for seven yards outside of one rush? <laughs> it's been rough. It's but it's, again, it's so if at you seven, look at you, you look at those runs, <laughs> he's literally getting hit when he gets the ball or running into 
legitimately just a wall. I mean, there's not there's nothing he can go do around it. It's a very large wall. <laughs> it's a very long wall. It's not not room for shifting. He's very he's exceptionally. Our run game scheme has been awful, and we have not executed well. And our young offensive Didn't you line say has made a lot of mistakes. He's a better version of Derrick Henry. I didn't say better. I did not say I'm better. Pretty sure Stop. You no, said he, better. I did he, he not just, say better. He just said better. a stronger, faster, better vision. I and, said uh, he's. I, my, you can literally. The exact words I used was Derrick Henry clone, and I stand by that. I absolutely stand by that. He is, and he is. You, he is shiftier you Prime than Henry Peterson. He is. Yeah, throw him out the window. Shiftier than Henry is, but no, he is exceptional. And I don't listen. You can hate on him all you want. It's fine. He is not the problem with our run game. Our run blocking has been bad, and our scheme has been worse. And Gaddis has not called great games. Now, he's been a little hamstrung. Our quarterback sucks right now. He's very not good right now. He can't read the field or deliver an accurate ball most of the time. You got to at least give me one of those things. Like, I need, I either need you to be able to hit the open man when he's your primary read, or I need you to be able to dissect the field and get to your third option. I need one of those, like consistently, preferably both, but at least give me one. And he's given none of either this year. Um, and we talked about week one, how he was asked to do nothing. And we'll see what happens when he actually needs to do things. Well, the last two weeks he needed to do things because a run game has been non-existent, which is a surprise, especially with our O-line that you'd think they would pick up the run game blocking better than they would the pass blocking. It's a lot easier, but... That, again, falls to me on Gaddis. Our offense has been putrid. And we have too much talent for it to be this bad. And everyone shits on Don Brown. Don Brown makes a million adjustments. Don Brown does a million things that make sense in calling a game and putting guys in position. And his horses are failing him. Josh Gaddis is... The the five of all traits, but master of none. Josh Gaddis is failing his horses. And it's, I'm not saying he's the worst in the world. I'm not saying he can't get better, but he needs to be better. And again, he called a lot of good plays, especially in the passing game. And we beat the hell out of MSU. And we have a real shot against Indiana. If Joe Milton can just hit the stuff he dialed up, but it didn't happen because he sucks. And it's, it goes back, to, I think we talked about it on podcasts last week, we certainly talked about it in our group chat, how devastating it was for DMAC to leave before really competing for the job. And that was also Josh Gaddis's fault, absolutely, that he'll never get put on blast for, because people don't even have an inkling of what went down or why he left, but... This is what happens when you fall in love with the wrong people and you want them to be something they're not. Joe Milton was always a crazy project. You're a quarterback in high school and you complete 40% of your passes. I don't. You don't have to be a math wizard to know that if you're completing 40% of your passes in high school, high school, we're talking about high school, something is fundamentally, first round pick. fundamentally very wrong. And he has the tools to be a great quarterback. The problem is a lot of people have a lot of good tools, but it takes a lot of refinement and practice and consistency to get anything out of them. It does not matter 
if you have the best hammer in the world if you can't hit the head of the nail? It's not going to help you. You're just going to put a fucking hole in your wall. No, did you see that, Matt? Austin Rivers was barked at by Harden after Harden missed a free throw and blamed Rivers because he was standing by the bench and distracted him. (laughs) Come on, dog. What are you doing? And this is why Westbrook (laughs) wants out of there. So stupid. He just chalked that one up to the game. You don't miss many free throws anyway. <laughs> it wasn't my fault I missed. That's so bad. I got a, I got a question. And, and, and I like Harden, but that's so fucking stupid. I got a question for you guys. What do you think was more fool's gold? you think Michigan's week one or Michigan State's week two? But, uh, I mean, probably week two because yeah. I still don't think Minnesota's good and i do think michigan's better than minnesota uh so i don't even know that week one was fool's gold i think it was and you just talked about you know if they beat wisconsin they're making huge strides if wisconsin to me again just appears to not be very good like minnesota has kind of proved to us i think it just means michigan's better than them without being some huge referendum on on what michigan's able to do but I don't think we get a Michigan State performance like that the rest of the season. And I think Michigan will pound somebody else no matter who it is. Yeah, I mean, going into week one, we had no idea what Minnesota was going to be. There was, you know, there was some tout still. They had, you know, the running back, you know, coming back. But we didn't know anything else quarterback-wise, defense-wise. We know they lost people. But Michigan was still expected to be a decent football team. There were no expectations with Michigan State. None whatsoever of them being anywhere near a decent football team. So for Michigan State to lose to Rutgers and then come back and beat Michigan in the big house is absolutely fool's gold because it's their one game they're going to get up for from what we've seen since then. You know, going into Iowa and just getting ass blasted before even halftime. It's, you know, Michigan, yeah, you guys got beat by Indiana, but it was never, it was never 35, (laughs) nothing to an Iowa team. You guys will, you know, you guys will still be around a 500 football team by year's end. Michigan state could very well be one and eight. That is a huge leap. I think you'll be, I said around, you could be three and five. We could easily be (laughs) one in seven or two and six. Like if, if, if we are as bad as we've looked, what guaranteed wins are left on the season? You don't have to have a guaranteed win, but those teams aren't getting guaranteed wins either. And I don't uh, think there's I'm... any way Michigan loses their next, what, five Listen, games? Listen, we play Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State. If we play the way we that's, played the last two weeks, that's three of your five games losses. Okay, it, your and other if Penn two... State plays the way that they played. Maryland on. is looking You've better. got Rutgers. You ain't losing to Rutgers. Rutgers is the one that you would think that is probably a guaranteed win, but y'all lost Rutgers? We're a we bad football team. You guys might have we, me down right and now. And we lost to you. So right, well, I'm only, not, turn, only turn it's it It's a rivalry game. You throw the records out in the rivalry I expect games. to beat Rutgers by there you go. 30 points. But this is not the Rutgers of old. And we are not good right now. The, our only yeah, right. saving grace. You're our still only better than Rutgers. Grace, our only saving grace. And this Look, is the they, one They lost thing, to Indiana by the same amount that you guys did. The only thing so that even the only thing that should give Michigan fan more hope than Michigan State fan this season, well, really in general, but we have real room for growth. Like Michigan State is just bad, and they're not going to get better magically until they get new players. 
Michigan can get better with the transfer portal hard. They have real hard, (laughs) And, and that's what you hope for. You hope that they clean up their issues and grow with the players that they have, especially at offense. I mean, there's no reason outside of Joe Milton being Shea Jr. with a bigger arm. There's no reason this offense can legitimately be elite. And it's a bad offense right now. And the jump from bad to elite is massive. But all the pieces are there. Michigan State doesn't have the pieces. And that's where it sucks. But at the same time, that makes the season less disappointing to me. Because you don't have the pieces. So you take what you can get, and if it's only a win over Michigan, it's what it is. And if it's more, great. Michigan, Michigan, a 500 season at this point, is a rousing success to me. At this point. Oh, absolutely. Because a 500 season means, obviously you take care of business against Rutgers. You don't get upset by what looks like a decent Maryland team. And then you beat one of Wisconsin or Penn State. And I know I talked about the frauds that Penn State is and the fact that they've been incredibly disappointing. But Penn State has more talent on their team than Michigan this season. Penn State kicked Indiana's ass. They lost the game, but they kicked their ass. Statistically, they kicked their ass. They outplayed the shit out of Indiana. (laughs) You You saw what Michigan did against Indiana. And it was not... Cannot be described anywhere near terms like those. So, if I'm handicapping the games, I don't, like right now, I favor Wisconsin over Michigan, Penn State over Michigan, Ohio State over Michigan. Maryland, I might have, is a pick right now. I mean, with that secondary and Talia Tungabaloa being able to throw the ball for Maryland, if that game happens, yeah, I think... It's gonna, you know, I think you'll be favored. I do think Michigan will be unless I'm you not, unless you lose all irrelevant. these games. I'm saying if I'm if I'm, I'm but yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think yeah, I think a game. I got the game to pick them. So the only game I have Michigan truly favored in the rest of the way is Rutgers. Yeah, it's a bad year for Michigan football. So if we get to four and four, to me that's a rousing success. Like I am thrilled. Pre week one, you is choking you right now. Which is, but so that's the thing, right? Expectations change. Yes. So I picked six and two based on Joe Milton being better than Shea Patterson, which we had no idea. We hadn't seen it, but I thought, I thought that was a reasonable expectation, right? Right. I had it based on our entire new offensive line of starters stepping up and being close to what they were last year, which they're not. Josh Gaddis making strides in year two as a play caller in year two with his guys in his system, right? Vincent Gray stepping up and leading the room instead of being a revolving door. Like, I, you project based on those things. When reality hits and you see that none of those things happened, you re- recalibrate, right? Right. So, right now, if we go three and five, I'm not surprised. I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed, but I'm not even mad if we go three and five because that means we didn't lose to Rutgers or Maryland and we lost to the teams that are better than us on our schedule. So three and five right now, at the beginning of the year, you tell me we're going three and five and I don't want to kill someone. Right now, you tell me we're going three and five and I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. If we go four really? and four, oh, that's sad. if we go four and four, I'm celebrating. Okay, but and I, it, do optics matter at all? Does it matter how you lose the games that you lose? So it. It absolutely does 
So the first thing I need to see, and I talked about it, I've talked about a bunch, is I got to see growth. We have to get better. So we're a young team, and that excuse is, as you guys like to say, excuses. It is what it is. But since you're a young team, you have to show improvement. You can't be a young team that looks young and crappy the same the whole season. You have to improve. So it absolutely matters how you lose. Not to mention, if you lose by 25 to Wisconsin, you eke out a win against Rutgers, and you eke out a win against Maryland, like just barely, in a game you didn't even deserve to win. Then Penn State, who only has two wins on the season, beats you by 20. And then Ohio State hangs 100 on you for real. Yeah, that matters. That stuff all matters. And it makes it worse. It really does. But we lose by 10 to Wisconsin. Squeak out a win against Penn State. Take care of business against Maryland Rutgers. I don't care if we beat, get beat by 40 against Ohio State at that point. Because <laughs> it's probably going to happen. It's not a... Yeah, amazing I think, uh, season, but I'm, I, I don't know I, that I that hang a hundred on you was an empty threat. That's I wasn't, and that's I listen. If we, I said this last week. If and if man, I know, but at first you're like, oh, it's hyperbole. Oh, but it now was. It's like it was a hundred still at her hyperbole, but like you have to think like, listen, oh, you can get to seventy, uh, right? They can the get way to our secondary has played, and you match that up with the insanity. That is OSU's passing attack and their receivers. They, if, and this is obviously if, if Michigan doesn't show improvement, if Michigan doesn't shore anything up, Ohio State can score as many points as they want. Only the clock will stop them from scoring because it won't be us. You hope that it's not that bad. Like, I legitimately. What they show, Justin Fields has more touchdowns than any completions on the year so far. Why? Is that, is that still true? Because I knew it was true going into last week. Oh yeah, that at, is. It was only up to three point, games, right? If you lose no, by games, less yeah, than yeah. Like if you lose by less than twenty-five to OSU, God damn. the way this team is played right now, if they play like this the rest of the season, and they lose by less than twenty-five in Columbus, <laughs> that's sort of if the you best. Get that games ru- we've if you get that Rucker score, you're happy. You're thrilled, okay. dude. If we, <laughs> if we get the Rucker score against OSU, as of right now, now things obviously as things have changed since the beginning of the season, things could continue to change. You don't know how this team is going to oh, no. evolve. No, no. The, the fact that they want to hang a hundred on you is not changing. No, no, for sure it's not. <laughs> and, but if, if and you they have the, the talent to do it, your defense has shown to not be able to stop shit. Best game we've played against them in years. Best game we played against them in years. If we get that score against them. <laughs> It's sad. It's sad where we are. And that's that's why people are so frustrated. And they're like, it's year six. How can we be at this point? We've been over we, this. We talked, their expectations We have are wrong. so many times. So many times. Now, I no, you should not expect to lose to MSU. And you should not expect to lose to Indiana. And you should not expect to start a season one and two. But, sure. but if your expectations are realistic and in line with what your program is, and you understand that in a rebuild year, you might dip from that level... You could see how this is possible. Not a happy time, not something to celebrate and say everything's hunky-dory, but that it's a possibility, that it's not unfathomable, and then you go from there and what needs to be addressed to fix it and can we get better? Which is obviously yes. I mean, we've done it. We've had plenty of good years. I mean, there hasn't been. It's so people, again, it's expectation. If you look at things in proper context, like 
We've had great. If Harbaugh years, was most getting paid two mil a year, I think the bitching would be at a third of what it is. How much nonsense is that, though? It is. Well, I know. I, you you, you know, I agree with you. Makes. How much someone like, is being like, paid makes no I, matter. I don't care if he's making a hundred thousand or a hundred million. Like it makes no difference to me. That's not even. It's so irrelevant, especially agree. when he, but, he brings in so much more money than that. Like it's like whatever. It, it's but it's it's you know it's one of the arguments with you know. Who's getting paid the most in college football? And you look at the list, and there's, you know, there's Saban, there's Sweeney. You know, these are the names of the coaches that are getting paid the most in football, and what are their teams doing? And then there's Harbaugh, and Harbaugh's getting paid right up there along with them. But uh, it's so But he's not in though. the same situation, and people don't want to hear not. that. And he's not. He's but not. They don't his job is not. His job is nothing like Dabble Sweeney's job. Nothing like it. They, they're in two different universes for the job that they have to do in, in the – rules that they have to play by and the administration that they have to deal with. Uh, who are you getting at that caliber to come deal with what Michigan has to deal with for chump change? And I, listen, you want to talk about overpaid coaches, not to harp on Michigan state, but bro, you're paying Mel Tucker like five and a half million dollars. And I will say this really? until he's gone. Yeah, buddy. Wait, per, Mel Tucker not is year. not a good football coach. Yes. Per year. We are paying Mel paycheck, Tucker. Why? Mel Tucker's the most he's, overpaid. Because he's undefeated against he Michigan, that's the, why. And I, again, I'm not saying this with any ill will. Brother, get your bread. It's no, awesome sorry. that you can do that. If you're able get to your fleece bread. Him, fleece him. <laughs> but he is the most overpaid coach in college football. At Except least for off the, Jim Harbaugh. At least off the top of my head. Stop the nonsense, please. It's not. They got the same amount of I, I didn't the same amount of everything guys, except with Tucker has a bigger win than going on in your athletic department and all the money you're doling out for other – extracurriculars i did not know you had five and a half million dollars a year to pay i head absolutely coach. agree i didn't know we had that either someone must have dropped a lawsuit let alone <laughs> a head coach with a losing record in the pac-12 like was, he was one year in the pac-12 it was a bad year it wasn't a good one well, and and guess what he doesn't have a pac-12 championship just like another coach in oh the state. my god don't even <laughs> apples to oranges this you know you know yeah listen he, they don't I, i'm not gonna if you, Do you remember harbaugh's want, first year at stanford not it, very good i know you are not even you're saying this entirely from a place of fanship is nothing to do with intellectual it's, dissection it's of not any kind. he had one year at colorado um, where they didn't have a good record harbaugh's first year at stanford they were shit unreal mel tucker i said it from the beginning. true I'm saying it today, and I will say it until he's fired or walks away. Is not a good football coach. Okay, okay. neither is Jim Harbaugh. Speaking, hang on. Speaking of walking away and Jim Harbaugh, for the first time in I don't know how long, I heard Jim Harbaugh's name mentioned on NFL shows. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> you mean we're the not first time doing in this. three months? <laughs> yeah, right. I said yeah, I, I said I don't know how long. <laughs> Three That's months funny. sounds about but right. There, there are rumblings of maybe the New York Jets making a call. And having Harbaugh don don a green a green uh, and white Trevor. <laughs> Why do you want to ruin Trevor Lawrence like that? They're going to get hung up on, and it's so it's so sad to me because all the nonsense that we have to hear is literally only because of Corona, because Harbaugh's extension would already be publicly announced many months ago. You think had we not got hit by this bullshit? Yes. You you think well, he so, wants on. to stay in Ann Arbor? I, He's had six years. He will absolutely be coaching up. here he's, next he's year. He's done Same as much as Mel Tucker. Nonsense. He, he, he will absolutely year. be coaching here next year. I don't know beyond next season. 
I don't know. I can't promise uh, anything. I don't know, man. I, I think Mel Tucker's about to run him out of Ann Arbor. Oh, if, stop it. He plans to be we, here for many the, more years? If an NFL team comes calling with a whole bunch of money? No, it doesn't matter. May, Mich- so this is the thing. Michigan will match whatever I understand, Harbaugh but wants. damn, Harbaugh can go coach the Jets and deal with half the shit. It's New York, and he'll still deal with half the shit. He's had a deal with Michigan. Bro, you you can coach the Bears where you played. If Harbaugh gets a 10-12, like a ludicrous offer from the NFL, Michigan will match. Now, the problem is, and I, I, <laughs> Their I fan really base will doesn't kill go them. down like this. Their fan base? <laughs> Their fan base bro, will literally storm the, the offices universe, in Ann Arbor and kill the, sporting the board of directors. universe will literally melt into oblivion. It will be, for two weeks... <laughs> The I'm only thing talked it. about at every major outlet, Jim Harbaugh just got 11 mil a year from Michigan. It'd be, to win it'd be the second worst decision in Michigan sports. But, uh, Jim behind, Harbaugh, uh, Matt Millen it, signing it'll with be the headlines for an extension. Jim Harbaugh gets 11 million more dollars per year than he has Big Ten title wins. That'll be the headline. It's true. That'll be it right there. Boom. Say there's 11 your, million there's your, head, there's your headline there's in the free zero. press. There's your headline in the free press. Boom. There's 11 million there's more dollars per year than Big Ten wins. I, which it is will the be, same number of Big Ten titles and the same number of wins he has against Mel Tucker. This is a large part of why this extension has not gotten done, especially with Corona, with everything. His next contract is going to be in that $8, 9000000 million range. And that's if they don't have to – match so it's, it's just where it's at for now, NFL it's nine right now the thing that people don't understand and the thing that is good for us is Harbaugh is not believe it or not out there to maximize lining his pocket he could get more both from Michigan and the NFL he has not sought that he is making what he feels is enough what he feels is what he earns uh, and very benevolent he is not Asking for the moon and stars. This is, this is like Trump not taking team. his paycheck while president. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. We're talking millions here, not a paltry 400 right, Didn't Paul just say he wasn't going to virtue signal rich people like an hour ago? Oh, my God. No, I, I don't care about their virtue signal. It's like Har- Harbaugh didn't take 10. He only took 9. No, I, that shows oh how much he cares. I'm not he's got saying a heart. He's a, oh. I'm not saying He's it's like this incredibly benevolent gold. action. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not like, oh, my God, he's this great guy. I'm just saying. Oh, they, they use the money they it's save not from Harbaugh be to put a $12 into their baseball dollar contract and retain their because coach. Oh, wait. He's he's not going to hang their feet to the fire for that contract. It's not going to happen. Especially when, listen, as angry as everybody is, whether it's the fans, whether it's idiots in the media, whatever it is, no one is more upset about this than Jim Harbaugh. Nobody. It doesn't matter that he's making $7 million to lead the ship. I don't know. Like, Don's pretty upset. He's about where it's headed. <laughs> Don is a special case. Who else is pretty upset? Braylon Edwards is pretty upset. And Braylon Edwards needs to lay off the bottle. It's such a shame that, like, so if the Washington football team's not that good, Pac-12's rough, we're having a rough year, but I got the Seahawks. Right? It's not that bad. We in Michigan have nowhere to turn. Okay, so like that's where I thought you were going with it. And <laughs> I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Our product on Sunday yeah, no, it's rough. <laughs> is even more infuriating than our product on Saturday. We got the NBA draft to look forward to. <laughs> the NFL, there's no excuse because the playing field is as level as you can imagine. 
There is it no is? recruiting nonsense. Sure it is. It's because your owner has a last name that rhymes with board. There, <laughs> there is no, way. we play by different rules. We can't get players here for this reason. Our kids actually have to go to school. There's none of that in the NFL. In the NFL, you have the same shot at all the same pool of fucking players. You have the same shot at the same pool of coaches. And all you have to do is not be completely goddamn incompetent. And evaluate talent a little bit and not spend money foolishly because every team is under the same exact strict uh, cap rules that cannot be circumvented. You it mean is, you don't got to pay your tackle turn guard $50 million to right, not play right? five weeks into the season? It is as even as it can possibly be. And you are an abomination for lifetime upon lifetime. Why? Because you like are why Detroit Lions. Why in a year that I my joy on Saturday is very limited, do I have we, to turn I mean, around we, on Sunday and be subjected to a worse hell? Like right now with get, Michigan, I'm like on the wrong side of purgatory, right? Like we're in purgatory, but it's kinda hot where we're sitting. And it's a little concerning, right? Like it's like, man, things could go get worse. It's not it's it's getting a little sketch. And they might after you hire uh, Mike Hart as head coach. And I, oh, don't even, will you stop? <laughs> and, and it's so like, man. Did, like, did you see those? And obviously those aren't any type of real, but it's so funny. The fans? Like, the when, nonsense fans? Yeah, when Dude, they what's put together crazy? like the coaching staff and it's, it's just so, all the former players. It's so stupid, right? So in people for so many years, like people are so <laughs> mad that Mike Hart is not coaching at Michigan. It's like, bro, we have an amazing running back coach. Who is great at recruiting and developing? Not just right. Every position that he's coached, he's done a phenomenal job with. Like he, Jay Harbaugh is arguably the best assistant coach on our staff, and these people just want Mike Hart here because he went to Michigan and he has done an okay job at Indiana. It's like, bro, what is I, wrong I, I, with I you? I bet people? that was a sweet win for him on uh, on Saturday. Oh, for sure, for sure, it was unbelievable. We're starting in the ACC. Uh, Miami is still ranked ninth in the country, despite their debacle against Clemson a couple weeks ago and their struggles last week. But their struggles last week pale in comparison to Virginia Tech's. Are you sure this spread is right? Yes, I checked it multiple times. The Hokies are favored by two and a half. Matt, would you like to tell us what happened to the Hokies last week? Would you like to tell our audience? No, they're just not a good football team. That's why I'm so stunned that they're minus two and a half. So Virginia Tech played a school called Liberty? Yes. Oh, L- Liberty was ranked. Not a powerhouse, but having a solid year. They are ranked, that is true. Liberty was lining up for a field goal oh, yeah, to Bob win the game. Got screwed. And it was a longer field goal of 51 yards maybe or something. We kind of got a kick six situation going on. Yep. Possible. But even better than a kick six. We had a blocked kick. And returning for six. Returned for a touchdown by Virginia Tech. So Virginia Tech wins the game on a blocked kick for a touchdown. Except Not so fast, my friend. Virginia Tech's head coach called the timeout to oh. ice Liberty's kicker. And it was one of those really late timeouts <laughs> that they granted after the kick. And after literal pandemonium. And they were like, no, 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 no. We got to run it back. I I had an itch on my hand. We got to run it back. And then they gave him a fake timeout, like Michigan and Michigan State. Liberty (laughs) 
did not get the next kick blocked. They made the kick, and they won the football game. So Virginia Tech is coming off a very, very Hey, but that, big, that, that Liberty squad is undefeated. It, very fun times. This is going to probably be a weird game as well. Virginia take this tech tech Jesus. The spread is right. Virginia Tech is favored by two and a half points. They're at home. Weird things a, a plunder. Let's go. I I didn't see last week's game, but that seems like a hell of a letdown for uh for the Hokies here. And I do think Miami is a better team. I don't think they're as good as the ninth ranked team in the country, but I don't think they have to be. So give me the Hurricanes on the road. This makes no sense to me. This is a four and three Virginia Tech squad. This is not a night game in Blacksburg. You know, this is this is a day game, a noon kickoff. I don't see any reason for Virginia Tech to be overly hyped. The fans being overly all that crap that help a team like this win this kind of game. I don't know how the hell Virginia Tech is favored in this game. I figured two and a half for Miami makes sense. But this makes no damn sense. So unless Vegas knows something that none of us know about Miami's football team and half of them quietly have COVID and are not going to show up, I'm taking the Hurricanes. AJ and Don are taking the Hurricanes. And that's going to make this a clean sweep. I'm not as confident about it as you guys. I The spread is interesting to me for a lot of reasons. And this could very well be one of those Vegas knows kind of areas. Um, unlike last week for Michigan. Very sad. I'm so sad, man. But no, I'm on Miami on this too. I I understand it. Virginia Tech's not that bad. Their losses have been big yikes. Uh, Miami's not that good. Uh, They're at home. They want to come back from a big letdown. They're going to play hard this week. A lot is the assumption. Uh, I I can see it, but I'm going to take Miami. I'm going to trust them to just take care of business. Um, All I got to do is win the game. That's it. Hell, take it to overtime where it's two-point conversions only, and then I don't even care if you lose the game. And you still cover the spread. So I'm on Miami, too. Uh, that makes this one unanimous. Last week, we had four unanimous games. We split two and two. Uh, interesting enough, the two games that all of us got wrong were the local college games, and we don't have to oh, dissect that, that doesn't even count. further. <laughs> <laughs> the list is 2-0 on unanimous games last week. Uh, I did say that my pick for Michigan last night was not football reasons. It was a homer pick. Uh, moving on to one of those I had two teams that we got wrong that were involved in these games last week. Uh, this spread blows my mind. We talked about it a little bit ago. 10th ranked Indiana travels to East Lansing as a seven point favorite. And I want you guys to maybe make the case as to how Michigan keep this game, Michigan State can keep this game within seven points. So this is actually pretty simple. I'm 0-3 picking Michigan State games this year. So I'm just going to go against what I think will happen, which would be Indiana blowing the doors off Michigan State. But the Big Ten season is drunk this year, so give me Michigan State for an outright win. It's fair reasoning. I I, I like this reasoning as well. The way we do it is we don't turn the ball over and we get a couple turnovers. We play clean football like we did against Michigan, and we take advantage of some mistakes by Indiana. That's how we beat Michigan. That's the only way you're going to beat Indiana. Indiana is more talented than the Spartan team. They're coming off a very big win against Michigan, their first since 1987, and they're riding high. If Michigan State can play a clean football game, can they stay within a touchdown? I still don't think so. I'm going with the Hoosiers. <laughs> I, Ryan, for legitimate reasons, I actually do respect that line of reasoning a lot, is going to be the one keeping this from being unanimous. Uh, AJ, Don, myself, all in the Indiana train. Um, I think Michigan's a better football team than Michigan State, regardless of the result. 
Uh, we kind of saw what Michigan State is last week and week one. And uh, Indiana's better than Iowa, I think. Even though I don't poo-poo on Iowa as much as you guys do, Indiana's better. Um, they have – they're undefeated. They're absolutely they're not gonna better. Come in, they're not going to come into this game week and overlooking you because they're going to take care of business. And they need to win games and win games big to get in that next tier conversation where they want to be. So I, I think they're going to drop the hammer down yeah. and win If we by lose 31 20, I'm happy. And <laughs> that's still a cover. So Indiana is for all of us except Ryan. Uh, very good, should be group of five uh, game this weekend. Uh, we have SMU, who I talked about being ranked in getting pounded by Cincinnati, but pretty darn mm. good outside of that. They have one of my favorite quarterbacks in college, in Shane Bouchelle, who's been pretty darn good this year for the most part. Uh, they're traveling to Tulsa, who's not bad. Uh, intriguing spread to me. And this is another ranked group of five team that is an underdog against an unranked group of five team. Tulsa's a two and a half point home favorite. And yes, Shane is playing. Um, no one like crazy's out or anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the powerhouse Pony Express that we learned about are somehow underdogs against Tulsa. So, to spite Paul, much like his pick, his pick last week, I'm going to take Tulsa to cover. Uh, God, it's a two and a half. So yeah, nice. all they need is a field goal. Yeah, I I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Mustangs. I think they get that field goal. I think they get within that field goal. I think they actually win the game. Uh, if it was SMU two and a half, it was gonna be really hard for me. But with Tulsa two and a half, I think SMU does to win the game. I think it's a close game, but I think they win outright. So I'm gonna roll with the Mustangs. To be clear, Ryan, you did say Tulsa, yes? Absolutely. All right, that's going to make, again, Ryan the lone dissenter. Yeah, that's how I pick up myself, some games on y'all. AJ, and Don. Ryan is the only one that's picked different games in the first three. Uh, myself, AJ, and Don are on that Mustang Express. Uh, Tulsa's not a bad football team, but again, I, this again, it played out the same way last time. You got SMU's ranked for a reason. Tulsa's not ranked for a reason. And generally, I say throughout the rankings, but these are group of five teams we're talking about. And I just don't think Tulsa's good enough to win this game. And I get a couple points to boot on SMU train all day. Uh, got a little bit of a surprise in the Big Ten that we talked a little bit about. Northwestern, very good start to the season. Um, haven't played anybody crazy, but they look pretty darn good. Pat Fitzgerald's got his team ready to play. Undefeated matchup, 3-0 Northwestern traveling... To the home of the Boilermakers as a two and a half point road dog. Purdue also undefeated, also has not played anybody. <laughs> um, man, Northwestern was a team I thought was a bottom three Big Ten team, like coming into the season. And they proved me wrong. I do think their 23rd ranking is about right. Not Might not be the 23rd best team in the country, but I do think they uh, they deserved it. And I still put some stock into that pounding that they put on Maryland in week one. I'm going to take the, uh, the Wildcats on the road. And you could argue that pounding looks better now, the way Maryland's playing. Yeah, for sure. Do we have any definitive answer on Rondale Moore and if he's playing? He is expensive. Expected to play. Wasn't he expected to play last week? Well, doesn't that make him even more likely to play this week? But so, but I still don't know for sure if we're getting Rondale Moore, and that makes a huge difference in this game for me. If he's playing, I got the Boilermakers. If he's not playing, I got Northwestern. And going off of what <laughs> I've seen of him not playing, I will roll with that for the picks in this one and go with Northwestern. 
Subject to change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's going to play. All right, so I found out the reason, by the way, that Vatek is favored over Miami. And the reason is all in Vatek's dual-threat quarterback, which apparently Miami has real problems with. And last year, this kid, Hendon Hooker, had 500 and he has 515 yards so far in this, this season, and he single-handedly beat the Canes last season. That is why Miami is not favored, even though they have a much better record changing your pick? through this season. Are you, would you like to change your pick? Nah, I'll still stick with my gut. I'll, I'll let you do it. Nope, I'm sticking with my gut. Alrighty. They, they got getting smaller, though. Hey. Ryan, you had Northwestern, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, so Ryan, deciding not to dissent on this one, is going to make this another unanimous pick. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Like, no, we're all, like, in lockstep I, on this. How about and, you pick harder games, right? Paul? The, the, these are the best games on the schedule this week. Literally the best. These would be the hardest games. on the, Well, plus Michigan State and Michigan, which obviously Paul, we're Paul always here picking locks. There wasn't a lot of, like, just a little bit of a lean schedule this week. Not a lot to pick from. But it was. I, mean, I was looking at um, on, like, close the spreads. CBS app to see the games. And this shit was trash. It's lean. Week. It's very <laughs> I was, I was it's looking lean. for a good game. I, I, I do my best, but it's lean. But, I mean, look at all these spreads. They're all within a couple points outside of Michigan we State. Done, we could have done Utah, UCLA. No, stop oh, it. 0-0 versus 0-1. I bet we would at least had different opinions. Stop it. Different uninformed opinions, to be honest. Even more oh, well. so than... Uh, no, I and it's even more interesting because Mi- Ryan picked Michigan State even though he doesn't really believe it. So there's really only one game True. that we even have an inkling, <laughs> inkling of disagreement. No, I'm at Northwestern. Uh, I do think this... I, so it's ironic that we're all picking the same teams because I'm not like confident in these. Like I feel good about Northwestern, but Purdue's not bad, and we haven't seen a ton from either team. But Northwestern's win against Maryland starting to look somewhat impressive, and they're a very well coached team. Um, I think Jeff Brown's a little bit overrated, and I, I just I like Northwestern more, so I'm gonna stick with Northwestern on this one to get it done. Last game. On the schedule for the week and our picks for college, Wisconsin travels to take on Michigan. And Wisconsin, 13th ranked in the country, would probably be ranked higher if they played the past couple weeks if they didn't party so hard they all got corona. But they're back for this game. They're all playing. Saving themselves from the losses. They're playing, and they're rested. And they're traveling to Ann Arbor as four-and-a-half-point favorites, which at the beginning of the season would have been... Not like an unexpected spread, but how we've got to this point is very unexpected. Wisconsin having played one game at this point, Michigan having been a trash can at this point. Does Michigan look a lot better than they have the last two weeks, or does Wisconsin take them to pound down and cover the spread? I'll lean towards the latter there. Uh, One thing I think we can say about Michigan is they've looked pretty mentally weak, not only the errors, but they just don't seem like they're fighting back in some of these games. And I do think Wisconsin has the chance to pounce early and then make Michigan, you know, press harder. Like you were, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, So I will take Wisconsin to win this game by, you know, about a touchdown. Uh, I completely concur with Ryan on this one. I think it'll be a better game than Michigan showed last week against Indiana, but I would be surprised if Michigan obviously flat out won the game or kept it inside of a touchdown, let alone four and a half points. So I'll roll with the Badgers. AJ agrees with me. Don does not. 
Michigan. Don does not. Uh, if this game is within s- single digits, it is a rousing success for Michigan. It is. Just facts. Michigan got pounded by Wisconsin last year. Michigan at this point is a much worse football team than they were last year. Wisconsin is arguably a better football team, and they have a good quarterback. Someone that can actually read the field and hit open guys and make some throws with zip. Don't say that. What is wrong with you? The hate, the unbelievable hate. You see see your boys fumble this week? Unbelievable hate. It was bad. Shit happens. AP used to fumble a lot too. AP was actually good though. Oh, stop it. Wisconsin should roll Michigan. This spread should be at least 14 and a half. It should probably be like 18 and a half. They should win by 20. <laughs> get ridiculous. We haven't no, seen that much. I, it's, no. <laughs> That's Listen, ridiculous. You can only go by what you said. Michigan should lose. If Michigan plays the way they played against Indiana, they will lose this game by 20 points. If they play the way they played against Michigan State, they'll lose it by 35. Now, you expect growth. You want growth. But there's no reason in the universe to expect. It's not impossible. But to expect Michigan to lose by less than five points is absurd. Not less than five, but you're talking about three touchdown spreads. I'm saying this is what it should be. But I'm just saying, no. as far as picking the spread, if you expect them to lose by less than five, you got to think it brought them in your brain. I, it's possible. I'll tell you, bro, you, you're going to have a hell of a teaser this week if you put Wisconsin all the way up to, like, minus ten. Oh, goodness. Well, no, I mean, if you teased it the other way, Wisconsin just got to win the game. I'm rooting for Michigan, man. Couldn't and, couldn't and you they, make more the other way though? They or can no, bounce back. Um, so you're not you you can't just move the spread that much. Like you can buy and sell no. points, but not like that much because the odds get like you can you can move it on like specialty bets, but you got to mix in other teams and stuff. Like you can't just take one game and say I'm gonna give you an extra ten points, give me crazy odds. I'd consider yeah. it. I'm for sure considered. I'm not going to. Bummer. No, I, Wisconsin. Trying to game the system. If, if, if Michigan covers the spread, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ecstatic. Nice. I'll be so happy, man. I really will. Speak, speaking of your boy, <laughs> this is the next game we got on deck. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, huh? And All I, right. this game is cool because it's a pick em. No spread. Just picking the game. So less pressure. Indianapolis traveling to the beautiful rolling lands of Tennessee. Ooh, I'm going to be there in two weeks. And Fantastic. Tennessee, led by budget Zach Charbonnet, <laughs> has been pretty darn good. <laughs> but this game's just Zach a Zach might have more yards on the year than, uh, than Taylor does. This game is just a pick'em. So who are y'all picking? I'm going to take Tennessee. The only thing that I think Indy has on them is the defense, but I don't trust their offense at all. As much as we want Taylor to be good, and you look at like the running back situation, and you're like, oh, Jonathan Taylor should be running away with it now. But he's just not, and his competition in the backfield isn't all that great either. And you have Tannehill playing at a high level, A.J. Brown. You still have Derrick Henry, who has been kind of bottled up these last couple games. And not that you should go off against Indianapolis, but you no, know, Derrick Henry, I think, is due for one of those games. Uh, and plus, it's in Tennessee. Uh, give me the Titans in this one. So, Ryan, you named all the names, and Tennessee has all the names on offense. Their problem is defense. 
They have no pass rush whatsoever. And Phillip Rivers is going to have all day to carve it up with receivers. We don't even know the names of, but Phillip Rivers is still going to find ways to carve up that defense. And on the other side, the Colts have a good defense and it's pretty damn good against the run. Derrick Henry is going to have to be an absolute workhorse along with Ryan Tannehill doing everything he can possibly do to get the ball to AJ Brown and everyone else that the Titans have. But I don't see it being enough. I think the Colts offensively are going to have enough in this one to pull off the win on the road against the Titans. It'd be an impressive win. This week of picks is stupid <laughs> because we're all picking the same goddamn teams. What are you talking well, about? We just, we just picked, picked different two teams. different teams. You two did. But I was to say, I expect everyone else to go with Tennessee, unless I'm way off. You are the lone dissenter. Again, we have not had a single pick. Yeah. We have not had Near a man. single pick with more than one person disagreeing. Not one. All of us on Tennessee. And I don't understand why the spread. Oh, I disagree with everything you said, that's what Matt. I, thought. I don't understand why the spread is what it is. And I'm a big believer in Indianapolis' defense. Tennessee is a flat-out better team. And they're going to come out. And they're going to take them to Pound Town. And it's going to be like a 33-19 to 19 game. And that 19 is probably going to be a late score. I don't expect this to be close. I expect Derrick Henry to have a great game for you, Ryan. Uh, I, I don't see any hope for Indianapolis in this game. They've only beaten not good teams. It's not happening. It's absolutely not happening. Tennessee, all day in this one. Easiest pick in the world for me. This game is a less easy pick. <laughs> It's two garbage teams. Uh, Washington travels to Detroit. Stafford is expected to play, although he might hope that he still has a concussion by the time this game rolls around. I I don't know, man. This is a garbage game. I don't want to watch this game. I'm going to, but I'm not going to enjoy it, I don't think, which is a sad thing to say because I wanted football back for so long. Uh, Detroit's favored by three points over uh, one of the worst teams in the league because that's what we've been reduced to yeah i mean kyle allen isn't a good quarterback i don't know how much that means against the Lions. he's not though. playing and oh is he no, not who's it's playing gonna be, oh alex smith. yeah it's gonna be alex smith a better oh, well, quarterback he, maybe say he, he might end up covering up the lions anyway uh yeah i don't think the lions no matter who's playing quarterback can get to the quarterback and you know like cause that pressure so you're just kind of hoping that he throws interceptions, which I don't necessarily think the Lions are uh, so good at capitalizing on. So not only am I going to take the football team to cover, I'm going to take Washington to outright win this game. I think Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin have uh, have huge games, um, and I expect their defensive front forward uh, to get to Stafford quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I can't go with the Lions covering this one. They might win the game, but it might be something like 21 to 20 if they do, and that's still not a cover. So I'm going to roll with the Washington Redskins. Finally, some dissent. They, they are not the Redskins anymore. <laughs> no, the they will always be the Redskins. Nonsense. No, they won't. Uh, AJ agrees with you guys because, well, you're all losers. Uh, me and Don know that as bad as this Detroit team is, they beat, like, the real bad teams. I mean, you saw what they did to Jacksonville. That's what they do. They beat the real bad teams. Sometimes. They don't beat anybody good. But they beat the real bad teams. And Washington is a real bad team. Like I said, they, they might win. We're, like, a slightly 
less bad team, and I think we control this game start to finish. I don't think it'll be as bad as Jacksonville. I think we'll let Washington back in the game late for no reason, because that's what we do, but I firmly believe that we don't just eke out a win. This is, we're going to cover the paltry three-point spread against a trash team, and me believing in the Lions to do that this week is disgusting, and I hate that that's the case, and I'm sure Don doesn't feel good about it either, but it's reality, and I can't continue to ignore reality for the sake of football right. to a game that can't bank on those three with Prater missing all those field goals. Uh, he's, <sighs> he's having an inconsistent year. He's just Wash. inconsistent year, but I, I'm not worried about him. Honestly, it's finally hit like, him. He's a lion. Oh, he's been lionized. <laughs> Prater's finally been lionized. We, and it's crazy too, is we got an amazing punter. Cause why not? Why wouldn't we have an amazing punter? Why can't we have an amazing? We know how to kick it in Detroit. We do. Well, it's it's because he gets so much work. Uh, This game (laughs) is going to be an interesting game for the talking heads and anyone that loves young rookie quarterbacks. Uh, We got the future, probable future of each of these franchises. We got Tua. We got Herbert. A lot of discussion about who went where and when. Uh, Miami. The Clippers. Jesus, the Clippers. The other, the other, uh, the, <laughs> other so the other LAC <laughs> the team. Chargers? Uh, sorry, the Chargers and uh, Miami. It, this game irks me just because we talk about all the ways Detroit fumbles things and how they completely bungled the draft. They had all the power in the world to literally control this draft, and because we didn't, that we just literally opted to not do that. Miami and the Chargers get the quarterbacks they want. And now we have to watch them play each other. And they both look pretty solid. Not spectacular, but pretty solid, especially for rookies. Promising. And uh, Herbert's like up there with the yard Her- league leaders. Yeah, Her- Herbert looks pretty spectacular. He looks pretty good. I'm not going to... Or he's, they, he's been better than our boys. I'm this not going to put him... I'm not going to put him on that pedestal yet. A lot of football I, to play. But been better than our quarterback. I don't know if I was the only one a little bit surprised, although they have won four straight. Miami's favored by two and a half in this game at home. Yeah, my, I mean, and the entire season tells you that Miami is the better team. But to me, Herbert has just looked so good that I'm buying into the rookie quarterback matchup height. And I am going to take the Chargers. They've had big leads in all the rest of the games, and they've just fumbled them. At one point, they got to get a fumble or they got to get an interception that helps them hold on to that lead, and I just think that happens in this game. Give me the Chargers. Man, I don't know how you went right into my head and took my opinion like word for word, Ryan, but you did. I'm all on the Chargers on this one. Same thing. All these big leads, they got to find a way to win one of them. I think they're going to win this one in Miami. I. This is why our picks are stupid because these are tight spreads. They can truly go either way. The Almost all of our spreads this week, actually eight of our ten spreads, are within three points this I week. I the man who makes the picks is bitching about the picks. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not bitching about the games. I just don't understand how we're all so in tune on these games. We've been talking to that, each other for years. But it's it, we have such wildly varying opinions, and these games are all— eight of our ten games are a three-point or less spread. Eight of ten. So they're really tight. They're really close games. They go either way. And we're just in lockstep. And it's like, come on. I mean, why Miami's won five, four straight games. And none of you can pick them to win this game by a field goal? 
it's mind-boggling to me, which means we're all going like 2-8 and eight this week, by the way. Uh, I'm on the Chargers too, and so is AJ, and so is Don, because why the fuck wouldn't what? we be? No way. It's unbelievable. Uh, this can't be a unanimous game. A una- uh, it's, call, that's what I'm saying. Malarkey. That's why. Shout out President Biden. That, this is malarkey. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm trying. That's why I'm so bamboozled right now. How is this game this, with this these? This game, yes, yeah, the only. How is this game a unanimous pick? This should be three and two. Like we're waiting on a tiebreaker. No way. How is That's this crazy. game? We're all on the Chargers for no. It's just. It's not that the Chargers shouldn't be the pick. It's just it could so go either way, man. Unbelievable. We're all on the Chargers. I don't even want to add anything more. I'm just upset that we can't pick goddamn different games from each other. Very frustrating. Uh, so we're gonna move on. This game, you mother, <laughs> one and a half point spread, okay? And a stupid team is favored for no reason. But I need you guys. I need Ryan to make the Homer Kyler pick. Somebody dissent me, please. It's not a Homer. This dude's been like MVP level. Oh, stop. Is he not? Arizona is at home against hot ass Buffalo, one and a half point favorites. I please show me some dissenting. I don't even care who or why you pick. Just show I me mean, some dissenting. I mean, I mean, we're definitely dissenting because we're both going with with our homer picks. Though the thing that scares me about Arizona, and I think you saw it last week against Miami, is I I I don't think they have the personnel to get those tough yards at the end of the game, and it doesn't seem like something Cliff Berry, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, excuse me really wants to do like i think they had two third and one or fourth and ones that they didn't convert and me i'm like you just put a fullback in the game because kyler's not really big oh, enough he doesn't to know what that is sneak right so put a fullback in there and get that yard on third and one or just run it back to back on third and one with that being said and i know buffalo had a better showing last week which is weird to say considering on the defensive end considering they still let up 34 points, but their offense just looked unstoppable. And you credit where it's due. Josh Allen played the the game of his life last week. It was incredible. Um, I don't think that Arizona will have to get those tough yards um, this game. I do think that they win by more than, you know, one point in this one. So uh, give me the Cardinals at home so they can keep pace in that NFC West race. Can I just take the over? (laughs) Please. Uh, yeah, the over has pick. not been kind to me in Arizona games this year, so I would not recommend doing that. I expect this game with two teams that don't have great defenses and pretty fun offenses to be a higher scoring game. Uh, I don't see how Arizona pulls it out unless they do get a couple turnovers from the Bills. I think the Bills are a little more complete than the Cardinals are right now, so I'm going to run with Buffalo. This is dumb. You guys are dumb. First of all, I mean, we picked different games. Kyler so. Murray, <laughs> Kyler Murray's garbage. How? How can you He's say not that a after good watching co- him this year? I, watching it with my eyeballs, not Unless just looking at a goddamn box Lions. score, not just looking at a box score, watching I, him I play watch in missed passes, in misreads constantly. Okay, so what do you think? How, how has Russell Wilson played this year? Outside of two games, phenomenal. He's had two awful games, and he's had five. Uh, how many awful awesome games has Kyler had this year? What one against the Lions? Four. He's not Four, good. He does not see Four. the field well, which is not his fault. He literally cannot sure, see yeah, over one. the people he's on the field, five. and he can't 
he does not consistently hit passes accurately. Like he's not good. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's like he's got goddamn Nuck, who's just a so monster target with a billion love. foot catch radius, and he sure. misses him half the time. It's unbelievable. I need him so to you're be mad good. I want him to Hopkins be Hopkins can't beat he's the defense not. like Christian Kirk can. So he Christian gives Kirk, the I love Christian Kirk. Kirk. Christian Kirk is phenomenal. I was all on him last season. He's a great receiver. I have no problem with that. Last season, the you problem told I have garbage this season. I remember that. I did not. You did. I did not say that at all. I said mm-hmm. I said Lamar couldn't support two two receivers. We're talking about Christian Kirk. I know. I said he couldn't support two so, receivers. So who the fuck are you talking about Lamar for? <laughs> or not Lamar? Jesus, I'm sorry, Kyler. They're both trash. I, it doesn't matter. They're both bad quarterbacks. Um, Buffalo's a better team. They have the infinitely better quarterback. They're going to win this game easily. Like, this game is not going to be in doubt. They're going to win this game easily. It is absurd that Arizona's favored. It's just stupid. I don't care that they're going to the West Coast and playing in the desert. It doesn't matter. They're just going to roll. Arizona has no prior to win this game. And Ryan is the only one who believes they do. The only one. Ugh, that's gonna shoot me up the first AJ, place. AJ Don Matt Paul, all, all on Buffalo because we can't have real descent. We still haven't had. Have we had one? Yeah, we had one game. Well, the Detroit. We might have game. another in the next one. Oh, I hope so. The final game. Although I'm, I'm starting to doubt it at this point. <sighs> Seattle. The worst of the short quarterbacks. Stop. Jesus. It, <laughs> he's proved it all year, and when they went hit that, who just got absolutely. Obliterated by Josh Allen. Just took them to Pound Town, White Lightning, just pooping all over the birds. Uh, they travel to the Rams, and Sean McVay's team is it's interesting because the West is a pretty darn good division. It really is. Despite injuries, despite some issues on certain sides of the ball. But the Rams are like the forgotten team in the West. It's like they're kind of just there. No real expectation. No animosity. They're just there. Which is weird for a Sean McVay-led team. But I guess that's what happens when you lose a Super Bowl the way you did in forgettable fashion and then lose Todd Gurley and start to lose your relevance. But they're favored by one and a half points anyway. At home. Hey, against Ryan's arch nemesis, Russell Wilson. I, I like Russ. I picked him last week. He's just seven turnovers in well, his last two games. Yeah, not good. No, not good, not good at all. Where if any other quarterback that had his uh, hue of skin, Paul would be calling for their head. Uh, in this game, though, as much as like I want to pick Seattle because they eventually have to bounce back, I don't. Everything just tells me that the Rams are are going to win. I expect Aaron Donald to have a field day against Seattle, um, and Seattle doesn't have a very good defense to where even if you don't trust some of the Rams' offensive weapons, like a Daryl Henderson. Uh, you know, even like a Robert Woods, who's an okay receiver, but not even, but not like a game breaker. Uh, I think Goff can have success against this defense, and I think this defense can have success with um, what Seattle's putting out there on offense right now. So I expect the Rams to win in a nail biter, uh, but I do think that that nail will be bitten to the tune of greater than a single point. So give me the Rams in this game at home. Yeah, I expect DK Metcalf to have a really good game, but that might be just about it <laughs> with the Rams uh, being able to do whatever they want offensively against a really, really – I mean, it's I can't believe how bad Seattle's defense has fallen from what they once were. But here we are, and as much as I don't like uh, 
what the Rams have at quarterback, overpaid, fleecing the NFL. Respect it, but I think <laughs> I think this week he's going to be able to earn some of that money, and uh, I'm, I'm rolling with the Rams in this one as well. Thank you, guys. We have dissent. Yay, we have dissent. Thank you for giving I, I, us. I, I, I knew we would. Thank you. And I don't like picking against Russ. So it's just much. My, my gut uh, You guys are the gruesome twosome this week. Uh, me, hey. Don, AJ, we believe Russ recaptures that magic. I do. I really do. Uh, Aaron Donald, generally a game wrecker for offenses. Uh, unfortunately, to contain Russ as long as he's not throwing 50 interceptions, which as we've seen is apparently a possibility, uh, interior pressure that destroys every passing attack and quarterback in the world is the one thing that Russ is really adept at getting out of. He, he really neutralizes that like no other quarterback in the league. And I'm not saying it's helpful that the middle of their line implodes with Aaron Donald all game. If they can't run the ball, but if I'm picking a quarterback that's going to neutralize Aaron Donald, it's going to be Russ. And I think he has a huge bounce back this week. Seattle is not desperate, but they're getting close. Uh, the Seattle we've seen the last few weeks is resembling the Seattle that Dylan told us about. And uh, I think Matt's more right than Dylan is what this pick is to me. <laughs> that's what this pick is to me. And I believe Russ recaptures that magic. I agree their defense is a problem. I agree that he's got to do too much. But I think he's going to do it against a team that the Rams aren't a bad team, but they're not anywhere near the team that went to the Super Bowl. So myself, AJ, Don, closing this out with a pick for Seattle. A nice 3-2 split to close a week of way too many of the same picks. Ryan, do the thing. Hey! Ooh. Did hey, I say you just slid, slid it right in there? Who the you think you is? <laughs> That's being edited, my friend. Ryan, do That's the thing. That's so mean. That's so mean. Oh, it's so beautiful. I get to do it once. <laughs> it was smooth. Come on. It was smooth. And it's funny. Like, before he said it, I was expecting Paul to say it. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> I was like, we don't really have anything else to say. I think Paul's going to transition into it. It was good. It was smooth. It was nice. I think, so I think we should edit out the in-between because that was good. That was a good way to finish it. <sighs> so, uh, as we are every week, we are going to be posted on Detroit Sports Nation. So, make sure you're not only catching up with our Sports Carnage post on there, but all the other stories that they got for you guys. It's the easiest way to keep up with everything that's Detroit Sports. Honestly, nobody covers the news like they do. And then, as always, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, just find us at Sports Carnage Podcast and make sure 100%, don't just follow, don't just like the page, you are subscribing, you are reviewing, you are commenting, and you are sharing all of our content because as much as we make you laugh, we want to make your friends laugh as well. And if you rob them of that, then you're just a joy thief and nobody needs bad that right friend. now in this climate of 2020. <laughs> you would be a bad friend, one that I guarantee they will not send a Christmas card to. So make sure you make them laugh, share our stuff with them. And Russell Westbrook, the best fit is the Boston Celtics. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, nice little slide in there. For Paul Roshan and Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.